With everything going on, I could really use a laugh right now. So let's talk about it. I think we all know things out there are uh, a little frightening <laughs> to say the least. And when you look at the news and everything going on, I think we could all probably just use a laugh right about now. I agree. It's been really difficult for everybody. I can't think of one person whose life hasn't been touched by the coronavirus or the news surrounding it. And it seems like every day or even every hour that you look, things are just escalating. And it can be really difficult to pull yourself out of that negative headspace and focus on something a little bit lighter. Yeah, I totally agree, which is why we both thought today would be a great day to take a second and just kind of look back and laugh at ourselves and some of the things that we have done in history. <laughs> That's right, because if you can't laugh at your embarrassing stories later on, then it's really just embarrassing. You've got to add a little bit of comedy to yeah, what's that saying? If I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I think that's the mood that everybody's in right now. So this is just super fitting. I totally agree. And some of these stories are from when we were really little kids all the way up to probably too embarrassing of an age to have had any of this stuff happening to us. True. So <laughs> hopefully we can all get a little laugh and take a break from the seriousness that's going on right now and just have a little fun. Yeah, I think we could all use it. I totally agree. So I'll embarrass myself first. One story that has been told to me over and over again is from when I was really little and our granny was going around and asking all of the grandkids what they wanted to be when they were older. <laughs> oh, this one's and they a all classic. Had these... <laughs> yeah, it was maybe a little... Um, foresight into what was to come perhaps <laughs> the rebellious but side at any rate yeah I mean I was a really good kid yeah you, you know? really were. I was very yeah very obedient very rule oriented a little too anxious very worried about everything but overall very good very obedient child so my granny is going around and she's asking everyone what do you want to be when you grow up and they've got these beautiful answers you know the classic, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer, and then I want to be an astronaut or a detective. And then she comes to me and she says, you know, <laughs> Cassandra, what do you want to be when you get older? And she said, I crossed my arms and I tilted my head downward and looked up at her all sly and said, I want to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of my all time favorite responses. It's actually so funny because I'm sure Granny was saying all kinds of prayers for me in the background. <laughs> like, Lord, please help this child who just wants to be bad. She's in over her head. Like, the rest of her life Come is going to be a one. trouble Come get this one. She time. needs extra help. <laughs> <laughs> Say a few extra prayers for Cassandra because she just wants to be bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's always something that's made me laugh. I hope I don't get responses like that from my kids one I day. I hope you do. It will be so funny to see. Oh, trust me. I've probably got a lot of karma coming my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that just makes me think of another Jones classic, but about me. And I think it was Granda's retirement party. 
and yeah. uh, <laughs> I believe family from like Scotland was there. So many people had flown in and everyone was there. And at some moment I got loose. I was only like probably like three two three I was young and I got loose and nobody was watching me for a second and in that moment I found the cake and uh, I decided to take the spatula that was sitting there to serve the cake and wipe (laughs) the icing clean off the cake before it was you know presented or served or you know given to my granda for his retirement and then (laughs) when they went to go reveal the cake to my granda they realized the icing was all gone and there I am covered in icing. So <laughs> yeah, you had this like blue and white icing. Yeah. So it's basically caught red handed or blue icing handed, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And ever since then, anytime I've been around a cake around the Joneses, they all say, oh, watch the icing, watch Carly. Well, you were notorious for doing things like that before anyway. Like you'd always find one big finger glob missing out of the cake because you just couldn't resist well that was when I was like two or three that this like retirement party happened but then like after that everybody kept saying it so I just kept the tradition up you know I had to give everybody what they wanted (laughs) (laughs) can't let the people down it all worked out because Granda actually thought it was the funniest thing and he hugged and kissed you up like oh you're such a wee troublemaker so embarrassed yeah and you're just like you know in your element because you're full of sugar and everyone's paying attention to you so you're like this is a great party yeah exactly (laughs) oh such good times it's funny looking back when you were a kid and thinking of all the strange things that you got up to because again a lot of these stories are told to you more than you actually remembering them yourself but you hear them so much like I feel like I remember them I I totally agree. Like one story that I can never get over involves Ace Ventura and our grandma. (laughs) So (laughs) I know we've briefly mentioned grandma before, but she was a poise, elegant, beautiful woman who wasn't no nonsense, but she definitely didn't want to, you know, mess around, so to speak. So I remember we went off to the mall and Ace Ventura had just played and it was like a huge hit, obviously. It's still one of my favorite movies. It's so funny. So we're going to the mall and grandma always wanted to buy Carly and I like little dresses and just something to take home with us, right? She loved to dress us up like dolls. (laughs) So... She was asking me, uh, and again, this has been told to me many times, but from what I know, she was asking me, like, what do you think of this dress or what do you think of this bathing suit or whatever it was? And I turned around, bent over, and I started talking to her out of my butt, just like Ace Ventura. And my grandma was horrified, and she starts screaming to my mom, like, what's wrong with this What what is she doing? What's she doing? Make it stop. Why is she speaking like that? And she had no idea. Oh my gosh, she was why horrified. Why was behaving like that? Oh, she was so mortified. Like she thought I had something like wrong with me. Like I had a mental health problem. <laughs> oh, so funny. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, what makes that story even better is I'm pretty sure it was like in the middle of like a re- 
retail store right so that's even more embarrassing yeah. that it was like out in public not even just like at your home and after that I'm pretty sure we all did and you did most of the time at grandma's house and we did it all the time because we thought it was so funny because she reacted so badly to when you did it in the store <laughs> Well, that's just it. We got a rise out of her. So now that we knew we had this thing that like made grandma freak out, we wanted to do it all the time. It just made perfect sense. <laughs> what else do you have to do when you're at grandma's house, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was that one time that we convinced her that we ate ice cream for dinner on Fridays. That too. was true. That was a great one. Ice cream and cookies. Mm, Only on that Fridays, was such a good though. Friday night. <laughs> Only on Fridays, yeah. Our mom is very reasonable otherwise, but on Friday nights, we totally get ice cream and cookies for dinner, Grandma. Even if it was ice cream and cookies. And it totally worked, right? It worked. Totally worked. Well, she loves sweets, too, so that was kind of an easy end. Yeah, that is true. That one was good, but the last one I remember being told, and this one gets told to me on an annual basis because it actually centers around Easter. (laughs) So... (laughs) you already know what it is Carly I know so our family has celebrated Easter by throwing this incredible Easter picnic and we've been doing it for like 55 years or more it's been a long-standing tradition with our family and every year we go down to McFarland Park which is a park in Niagara-on-the-Lake really borders right where Canada and U.S. is and it's just a beautiful open space you're right there by the water there's tons of grass so you can play it is a really beautiful park and it's so wide and open and like across the street is that koi fish pond like it's beautiful yeah we've just I mean we've crawled over every inch of that park since we were kids because we've been going there since we were literal babies (laughs) so again it's very ingrained in our blood but One of the greatest parts of the whole Easter picnic is definitely the egg toss at the end. And it's actually such a weird thing to try to explain to other people because it was originally made as like a religious symbolism thing. Nobody gets symbolism unless you explain it to them either, which I've always been told is a bad symbol. (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's a bad symbol period if you have to go into this big description of like why it is what it is so funny basically what we do is we get these hard-boiled eggs we decorate them just like normal easter eggs and there's this giant hill over this little bridge at the park and originally when this was created the idea was to roll the egg down the hill and this was supposed to symbolize the stone rolling away from the tomb and Jesus rising on the third day. Again, lots of religious overtones. My granny and granda, true Scottish Catholics. So there you have it. (laughs) But eventually this evolved into a little bit more of an extreme competitive sport. My family now uses this as an opportunity to just whip eggs down the hill. (laughs) And if you don't happen to break your egg when you throw it you have to go down the hill pick up your egg go back and try again but once you're down you're eligible to be hit with eggs because you're just as good as a tree at that point you so just have to you break become a target egg. nobody said on what yeah <laughs> that's a very gray line right so as long as it's breakable or can break your egg then you're good to throw at it 
anyways, we're doing this egg toss and I don't know, I've, I was told I was like three or four around this time. So obviously I have like no memory of this, but apparently we went up to the top of the hill to do the egg toss. Everything was cool. I threw my egg and it didn't break. So I went to go walk (laughs) down the hill to get it. And I lost my balance and I started like somersault tumbling down the hill. And I was a pretty pudgy little kid. So it's just like this big fat little toddler like falling down down the hill. (laughs) Just rolling down. And it's not a little hill. This is a giant, giant hill. Like I don't know how to explain how big it is, but it's it's huge. Yeah. So yeah it's steep and it's it's tall so it was just a bad day so apparently I'm like tumbling down this hill like crazy and everybody including my own parents are just standing there like oh no Cassandra <laughs> she's falling down the hill thank god my uncle Billy was there and he ran down the hill I'm told like a superhero and scooped me up right before I smashed into a big giant tree trunk so yeah yeah or the ravine too either one I mean now that whole hill is so overgrown but yeah if it weren't for uncle Billy I would have uh maybe not turned out so bright <laughs> yeah I that would have made my head all the on something falling down the hill it could you never know these little moments are the ones that make the difference speaking of life-altering moments do you remember that yellow and red Fisher Price car Oh my God, how can I forget? <laughs> I already know what you're going to say and right. I'm mortified. So, for my birthday, <sighs> I got this yellow and red Fisher Price car from Granny and Granda, I believe. And we took it downstairs mm-hmm. into our basement and we're so excited. We wanted to play with it right away, right? So we're like all over this thing. And when I say all over it, I mean literally like on the roof. Climbing. Yeah. And we discovered, because like our basement, I think it was kind of like a cement floor in the one area there, right? Like it wasn't like carpet or anything. So like it moved around like easily. Like it wasn't like on carpet, right? It was like that cheap tile. Okay, that's what it was. <laughs> like that you see in schools. Yeah. Yeah. We're down there and we're like playing with the car. And at first we're just like pushing each other from one side to the other. But then eventually we get the bright idea to go on the roof. Of course, I'm the little sister and it's my car. So I wanted to go on it first. So I went on the roof and Cassie's like spinning me around and around and around on this thing. And like, it's fun. So I will admit (laughs) that I said faster 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 (laughs) and she actually did do this and in the process I go flying off the top of this yellow roof into I believe my big basket of like stuffed animals and you think that would have saved me but no I hit like my face like off of the wall onto like the rim of the basket and lost my front tooth like gone Oh, yeah. And I can't remember. Like, you must have been, what, like, maybe six? I don't even think I was that around old. Around there? Like, maybe, maybe six, like, five. Maybe six. I was little. So, like, you lost your baby tooth way before, like, you were supposed Way, way to. before. So, for a long time, 
<laughs> so bad and basic. <laughs> For a long time, I technically had a lisp and I couldn't speak properly because like I was missing that tooth, right? And when it yeah, grew in, too. especially, I had a hard time speaking with it. Yeah. So probably about grade three is probably right when it grew back because when I changed schools to Michael J. Brennan, that mean old teacher... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cruelman. I can see his face. <laughs> Mr. Cruelman. This literally is name. He he was a cruel man. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He like said things. He tried to get you to actually go to speech therapy and was well, something like, like that. I don't know. He all was, these letters. A mom went for a parent teacher conference as parents do and Mr. Cruelman had me go outside or whatever while he was talking to mom and then mom (laughs) comes outside and she's all like pissed off and I'm like what the heck and afterwards she tells me oh that's just a normal day (laughs) yeah (laughs) seriously though but afterwards she tells me that like he was going on and on about how I have a speech impediment and she had to tell him how I had my tooth knocked out when I was a child (laughs) and then it just grew back in and I'm just learning how to talk with it in and blah 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 and it was very uh yeah traumatizing it was a whole (laughs) thing and for like years and years and years I've like I was horrified when it happened because like it was like consensual yeah and then it went into such a bad place and my mom I thought she was gonna strike me down with her eyes or her hands honestly the whole thing that made me think of it though is because you said like every year on Easter everybody talks about how you tumble Every like Christmas, Every Christmas, everybody said, "All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, my two front teeth." How horrible! And they would sing that to me every you know year, though? and that happened for like three or four years because it didn't grow in forever. I gotta say though, you know you're a cute kid when you can rock not having any front teeth, and like you're still cute as hell. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if anyone could have pulled it off, it's That's you. That's what I mean but by like, yeah, it was that was a like grade thing. like one or something that happened, and then it grew in around grade three, grade four. Mr. Cruelman came into the picture and just had to say shh about it. Right. And I just remember like, like all the time being with this. Granny and her being like telephone telephone <laughs> and doing the thing and she'd be like do you want a freezy and make me say freezy properly or else I couldn't have one that was sad too well that's funny because if I'm thinking about it like those shouldn't be the words that are most impacted by like not having your front tooth it would be anything with an s or a t because then your tongue is like flicking the back of your front yeah. teeth. you know what I mean yeah freezy is more just your mouth so maybe she's like there's no excuse well no it's like the like the you put your two front teeth down on your like oh yeah you do i didn't even i know that that. for a fact because granny would slowly show me and show like you can't with her mouth you can only hear me (laughs) but you'd see the teeth and the mouth touching you know the mm, right you're being very animated Mm -hmm. about it okay that makes Mm -hmm. sense that Mm -hmm. makes sense it's so funny because like I was thinking when we started this podcast that I didn't have a lot to talk about, but just talking about Grady there, I was thinking about that one time that I like karate chopped her, uh, you remember that big wood table in her living room? 
oh. <laughs> that big wood one that we used to like lay under and on top of or whatever. Well, like I was sitting on yeah. the table, like at the table, and I don't know, were we watching Jackie Chan or something? Must have, must have been something. We always wanted to emulate what we were watching. Like that's no joke. We actually did want to be everything. We like a hundred percent, like to the T. And I was like, okay, Jackie Chan can karate chop. I can karate chop, and I just literally I karate like chop. karate chop the table with my head like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> already lost your teeth yeah and i started crying and right away granny offered me a freezing and i stopped crying because i got a freezing and it was all good but that was a moment and she said that was like the only way to make you stop is to give you something sweet (laughs) to like put your mouth and distract you also true stop crying for a minute (laughs) yeah it still works it's still highly effective if you're having a bad day and i bring you like a little treat you're like oh yeah mood instantly lifted Uh, it's so funny to reflect back on things that happened when you were younger, whether the story was told to you or you actually remember it happening. But the first like really embarrassing moment that I can remember as being like a teenager is surrounding that time that is so important in every girl's life where and men, you can feel free to click off now <laughs> if you like. But <laughs> that Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Right. The following content may disturb some listeners. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. So I was a late bloomer, as they say, and I seemed to get my period way later than all of my friends or even just anybody around me. Like, I felt like it was never, ever Girl, going come to on. come. You were grade eight. Like, please. No, I know. But a lot of girls I knew had had it at least one or two years before me. So it felt like I was behind the curve like this. I'm just telling you, like this was my mentality at the time. Well, your right? mentality so, was wrong. <laughs> it was. I mean, I was right on target if you're talking yeah. about averages. Right. But it didn't feel like that because all of my peers had already gone through it. And I actually remember wanting it so bad because I felt like it was going to I don't know make you a woman part of this like woman club yeah so I felt really excluded and I always wanted it and I was like oh when is my period finally gonna come like wow I look back now I'm like girl you are so foolish (laughs) what were you asking for yeah I had no idea obviously I just thought it was like this rite of passage thing that I was missing out on and I wanted to be in with everybody else so I was in grade eight like Carly said and at that time our parents had been doing this like uh separation agreement I guess you could say but it was really complicated it was like Monday Tuesday you're at mom's house Wednesday Thursday you're at dad's house every other Friday you switch and then Saturday Sunday you switch and it was like really like complicated so basically throughout the week like the school week We could be at either parent's house at any time. So we were often packing clothes in our backpack so that we had something to wear for school the next day when we were swapping houses. So I always had something in my backpack. So that is saving grace. I remember this one day, it was like in the fall, I had just started class, like the first bell rang and I was walking down the hallway. And of course, I it was like early 2000s. So I had like bleached, like basically white blue jeans on like they were very 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 light colored jeans and I was walking down the hallway 
And I felt so weird. Like it felt like someone just like dunked me in water or something. (laughs) And I was like, what is that? Like, it feels like I peed my pants. Like I was so confused. Right. So before I even got into the classroom, I decided to go into the bathroom, but I'd already walked down this like enormous hallway. Right. It felt enormous at 13. But anyway, so I go into the bathroom and as soon as I like go into the stall, there's Aunt Flo. (laughs) Welcome to womanhood. This is everything you've ever wanted. Congratulations. You made it. You're a woman now. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah. Congratulations. But it was so horrifying because it was way more than I had bargained for. I had no idea what to do. I had soiled all of my clothes. Like it was like through everything and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god what do I do thank the heavens I had like a black cardigan on at the time so I took the cardigan off wrapped it around my waist and I went into class and I had to like sit there and like deal because like I I didn't also want to be late for class like I had so many things like wrong with my mind at that point so much anxiety (laughs) yeah I was like okay I don't know what to do with this right now. I'm just going to hide it and I'm going to go into class and then I need to talk to somebody and like get something from them to fix this, right? So class is finally over and like we're getting ready to switch classes because at that stage of middle school, they were trying to emulate high school where you would go to different classrooms. You had your homeroom. Yeah, exactly. Rotary. So you would change where you were. So we were going to our second period class and on the way... One of my girlfriends who I knew had already had her period, I tried to play it off so slick and I was like, oh, hi, um, do you have like any spare pad or tampon I can use? I totally wasn't expecting to get my period today, but I did. So I don't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) Pretending like this was just, oh, out of my normal cycle. But no, like it was the very first time and I had nothing ready. So she was like, yeah, no problem. She gave me a pad. I went to the bathroom. I changed my clothes and everything. And all ended up being like, okay, other than the fact that I totally ruined those jeans (laughs) I loved and had to throw them out. But I think to this day, like how many people saw me walk down the hallway before I got to the bathroom? Because like, I'm telling you, there was no hiding any of that at all. You'd be surprised (laughs) how many people probably weren't even paying attention though, or didn't even notice. Yeah. As a teenager, you always think everybody's looking at you. Everybody's talking about you. Everyone's thinking about you, but nobody cares. (laughs) Especially down a long hallway. Nobody looking right down at your butt. No, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. You know, we're all just trying to get to class. But Yeah. yeah, that's one of the first times I ever remember feeling like horrified like oh my god I cannot believe this just happened well at least it happened like later on in life for you like (laughs) you were older for me I was probably like in grade three is like the first time I think grade three grade two something like that yeah it was young but I know I was at St. Alfred so it had to be like grade two grade three and we were on like a field trip and we went to like Burgoyne Woods or something like that. And there was this like fish like koi pond with like all these minnows and everything. And everybody was like getting in like real close to like look at the minnows. And me being the klutzy klutz I am, I like leaned in. But like I guess I leaned in too much. Like I, I don't know how this happened. But I went like head first into the pond. 
and I was soaked. But thankfully, since like most of us had like gym class and stuff like that, I didn't have extra stuff with me, but two of my friends did. So they gave me extra shorts and uh, pants because like if you've ever walked around in like wet jeans, wet clothes, it's not nice. Ugh, yeah. So <laughs> they gave me a change of like gym shorts and like everything. And I went to the little change rooms that they had at Burgoyne Woods or bathrooms, if that's what you want to call them. I was very picky about bathrooms when I was younger. <laughs> I still kind of am. You still I are. Still you am. Totally still are. But not as bad. Like I will not like refuse to go. Like if I have to go, I have to go at this point. But and when I was younger, I wouldn't. Anyways, these were like shifty little bathrooms, and I swear, like you could see, like you know how you can see through like the grates of some of them to see like people's feet and stuff like that, or like you can see the sky through the ceiling of them. So it didn't feel like really closed in or secure, and like I'm like stripping down, and like my whole class is like outside, and they're all like. Like laughing and being like ha 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 like right side outside the change rooms and I was just so mortified like oh I remember that being like the first time I was like genuinely embarrassed well that was so mean I know kids are cruel but yeah like we were young yeah, and like it was like a bunch felt. of like little boys and everything and like I'm a like young little girl and like like I said like you can see through the grates and stuff so like I just felt like people were trying to like look in and stuff while I'm changing and I just felt so uncomfortable and so embarrassed oh so brutal yeah. creepy little boys <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't change as they get older sadly. <laughs> so true <laughs> That's really hard going through something like that when you're so young. It's embarrassing no matter how old you are, for sure, if you, like, fall and make, you know, an ass of yourself. But I actually made an ass of myself without falling down at all uh, recently, relatively recently. I don't know if any listeners out there ever watched the insane TV show Kenny vs. Spenny. It's actually so funny. It's very interesting for sure. It was kind of like a Canadian cult classic where these two guys would just like prank each other all episode long and it would escalate to like ridiculous proportions, kind of like the jackass era, but of just pranks, these two guys yeah. <laughs> of pranks. Yeah. Anyway, Brayden loved them and I watched so many episodes with him like I did find them funny don't get me wrong but a lot of them were kind of gross right and I just don't like gross humor as much <laughs> but overall they were funny we watched tons and tons of them together and then Brayden's birthday was coming up in 2015 and they were actually doing like this touring show which was so strange because their actual tv show had been over for like a long time so they were just picking it back up and doing this kind of like stand-up comedy routine all over Canada. And I was like, this is awesome. They were coming to Guelph. So I bought Brayden and I VIP tickets so that we could sit up front, we could enjoy, and we actually got to meet them at the end. And I've never done anything like this before. So like I was feeling like a super cool girlfriend, right? Anyway, so <laughs> we go and the show is funny and it's awesome and it's weird and it's everything you'd expect from Kenny versus Spenny. And then because we're VIP, we got to go and meet them, like I said. So we're lined up and, you know, you got to basically like shake their hand, say like a sentence to them, and then they'd take your photo and you got off stage. Like that's pretty normal, I think, for meet and greets. So we go stage. It's feeling kind of like a whirlwind. Things are going very quickly, right? So I meet Spenny first and I shake his hand and say hi. And then I walk over to Kenny 
and he leans in to give me a hug and he's like oh so your boyfriend dragged you out here and I was like no I'm happy to be here Spenny and he's like oh no (laughs) oh no and he starts making a big deal about it and he's like hey hey Spenny guess what you'll love this she just called me Spenny I knew she wasn't a fan and he starts laughing and all three of them are laughing at me and so is the photographer and everyone's just like haha look at this dumb girl (laughs) pretending like she likes stuff that her boyfriend likes and I'm trying to backtrack all crazy like no no like I've watched so many episodes and blah blah blah. like I just made a mistake he's like it's okay I know you're not a fan and I was like I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, Kenny. I'm sorry. But yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. That was like the only like, I don't want to say celebrity, but that's the only like famous person like I've ever met. And I totally got to that. (laughs) Totally blew your shot. Yeah. I've never met uh, like a celebrity like that either, but I do recall a time that I totally guffed it. And that would be (laughs) this one night when me and my best friend, uh, she had this guy that she really did not like. And he happened to share like a neighboring backyard, you know, like they didn't have like a fence. They had a really big property in between the two of them. So they technically shared a backyard because he was on the other street on the other side. So we just decided one night when I was staying over that it would be a good idea for the two of us and another our other best friend to go out and egg their house. So we got our eggs and we were so set and ready and we go we're throwing the eggs and at first like when we threw the egg (laughs) we actually were too far away so like we didn't even hit the house when we first threw so then we realized okay (laughs) like we got to get closer so we moved up closer but like we started throwing eggs and like after we threw like two or three a light in the backyard went on so we all started running but as we started running like I don't know what happened but as we're running away the girl who had a problem with the guy and lived in the name like the backyard right connected to his she like dubbed her toe or like broke her toe in some way as she was running away because she like tripped and as she tripped she like dropped all of her egg carton (laughs) and like we didn't bring just like a like you know the cardboard boxes that eggs come in we brought like the egg carton from her fridge so it was like plastic so she dropped that and like tripped and like broke her toe or whatever so she couldn't run but me and our other best friend took off running so we were already gone hiding in somebody else's backyard because we were terrified and as like running away all of a sudden the person who turned on the light obviously they came out of their house because they realized we were egging their house uh they start (laughs) shouting like hey miss best friend hey miss best friend you know what I mean and (laughs) oh they knew it was us and uh we just went back into hannah's house eventually we all reconvened hannah told us what happened and her phone just started ringing like non-stop and it was like late at night it was probably like or early in the morning whatever way you want to look at it it was like 2 a.m at this point and her mm-hmm. house phone just like ringing and ringing we're all terrified that's gonna wake her parents up but it didn't they did leave a message though we deleted the message they ended up calling again though at like seven in the morning or something and we were asleep at that point and they did get a hold of her mom (laughs) her mom wakes us up and first she gives us a high five because she knows that little boy's a little dickhead and (laughs) 
<laughs> she gives us a high five. And then she also gives us a bucket, sponges, and gloves to go clean it all off mm. and sends us across the yard to go clean out the eggs off of the guy's house. So we definitely guffed oh, that one mama. up. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, you guffed it from the start. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not like, a good plan. You, no, you got yours in yeah, the end. It definitely. <laughs> and sometimes it works out like that, right? Sometimes you get immediate reprimanding for the actions that you just decided to take. And sometimes it comes in the form of a good mom. And sometimes it's just a little bit of karma. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a little bit of both. <laughs> for this last story of mine, this is probably one of the hallmark moments that I think like if if I ever wanted someone to really get to know me, I'd probably tell them this story <laughs> and be like, this is the kind of life that I have. So up. <laughs> are you ready <laughs> are you ready so I'll set the scene for you I was going to Brock University I was not a good student I always was trying to sneak <laughs> out of class early this is like probably in my first two or three years of being at Brock I was always trying to sneak out early either because I was just like tired and wanted to go home or because I actually had to like catch the bus in order to get to like my job or something like that so but it was always bus related so essentially if I stayed in lecture right up until the 10 minute to the hour mark I would probably miss that first bus that came and then I'd be stuck waiting until the next one. So I was never about that. Yeah. If you've ever taken a bus with Cassie, you would know. Yeah. She's not about that life of waiting. No patience. (laughs) If it's not there on the dot on the minute, she's like tapping her foot and pacing and like so high energy. It's like, whoa. So yeah, the bus was always a source of anxiety and just an issue in general for me. I mean, timing overall, an issue for me. I've got terrible timekeeping and I'm always late. So (laughs) there you have it. But in this particular lecture, there was about 300 students because it was like an intro course, like biology 101 or something like that. So there was literally 300 bodies in this lecture hall. And I was positioned very strategically. I always tried to find a seat at the end and towards the back. So I wasn't like disruptive. (laughs) Knew I was going to make an exit, but I wanted to be polite about it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to like infringe on anyone else's learning. So I'm just trying to like gracefully and quietly duck out of class five minutes early. Not a big deal, right? Well... This particular day, I had my backpack, my laptop, I had my coffee, my jacket, everything. I'm like ready to go. So I'm walking out and this lecture hall, it is raised. So the very back seats are the highest and then the actual, you know, front of the classroom where the professor lectures is kind of low. So you have to go up all these stairs Mm -hmm. to get out. So I'm trying to leave (laughs) and I don't know what happens. Like, I do have a tendency to fall up the stairs on a good day, but this day it just felt like the most chaotic (laughs) thing in the world. So like I fall up the stairs, I have my coffee in my hand, I throw that, like I just throw it like projectile launching. (laughs) My book bag hits the garbage can, which spills over and all this garbage scatters everywhere. And it's loud because I just hit the garbage can and I obviously made like a weird... (laughs) Yeah. And I made some like weird sound when I fell. So I was like, ah! you know? 
professor. They all stop. And the professor makes some comment like, do you see what happens to people who try to sneak out of my classroom? And the whole lecture hall laughs. And they're all sitting there like, ha, 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 stupid girl. And I'm like, like, no, I'm too stupid girl. I'm the butt of the joke. I'm the butt of the joke. So I'm like trying to clean up my coffee spillage with like my two napkins from my bagel earlier. Not going very well. I'm trying to like scoop the garbage back in quickly and I'm like covered in coffee and garbage and shame and I'm just like so embarrassed anyways I like rushed out of the hall after a really crappy cleanup and then two years later I was in lab and this guy is like hey did you take biology 101 or whatever weird class it was and I was like yeah obviously we all had to take that class to get here he's like yeah but did you take it in x year and I'm like yeah he's like are you the girl that fell up the stairs and I was like no and he's like are you sure because I'm pretty sure it was you no, I think I would remember something like that. <laughs> I'm like, doesn't doesn't ring a bell, honestly. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, don't think that was me. Oh, God, it was so embarrassing. So, like, it actually came back to haunt me, like, years later. But, yeah, that's forever my most embarrassing story of all time. So those are definitely our most embarrassing moments. If not all of them, most of them. But since it's April Fool's, I don't have a prank for you guys, but I do have a joke. And I know you're going to like it. Oh, I love jokes. <laughs> All right. So, knock, knock. Who's there? Daisy. Daisy who? They see me rolling, <laughs> behaving. <laughs> Patrolling, they try to catch me riding dirty. <laughs> trying to catch me riding dirty. <laughs> oh, my God. What happened to Chameleon Air? That was such a good song. <laughs> Right? It's just the right vibe to end this podcast on. But on that note, I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. And if you want to get in contact with us or communicate with us, you know we're here for you. You can reach us at any of our social medias on Instagram and Twitter at TRS underscore podcast underscore. Don't forget that extra little underscore at the end. Or on Facebook at The Random Sisters Podcast. We hope you guys were able to have a little laugh at our expense and are staying happy and healthy. And until next time, stay real, stay random.